0: You're listening to a production of Swanson Media. Hey everybody, this is Joe Swanson. This episode of the podcast is an exciting one for me. Not only do I get to talk to an innovator and a legend in our community, but I'm able to offer you guys a listener something. This episode of the show is brought to you by inkies.com. During your next purchase at inkies.com, if you use the promo code SULLENRADIO, Inkies will send you a sample kit of their products for free. So it doesn't matter if you're a tattooer and you need some Green Glide, if you're a collector looking for some daily moisturizer, or you just need some sunscreen to put on the kids to protect them this summer. You'll find what you need at inkies.com. Remember to use the promo code SULLENRADIO at checkout and get a sample kit of Inkies products for free with your next order. Now on to this week's interview. I was able to interview tattooer Freddie Negretti. As a tattooer, this talk was really fun for me to have. Um, Freddie and I were able to hit on a bunch of cool topics. Uh, We talked for about an hour. Um, And during most interviews, what I like to do is I'll ask the artist what their connection is with Sullen. I forgot to do that during this interview. And uh, the professional that he is, Freddie asked after we had ended if he could talk about his story um, on how he got connected with sullen and include that so what you're about to hear was actually recorded after we had recorded the initial podcast and i wanted to add it here and let you guys listen to it first and also thank freddie for coming on and spending the time uh, to talk with me thank you man i really appreciate it i hope you guys enjoy this episode i know that i did Um, thank you everyone for listening i appreciate it talk about your relationship with sullen and how that came about freddie
1: Yeah, uh, you know, I really have a a special place in my heart for Sola and for Jeremy and for Ryan. Um, I remember when I was in the rehab a little over eight years ago, um, I went out on a um, a, a day pass uh, to go to a convention in Pomona. And uh, there was a guy in there in a booth uh, selling T-shirts, you know, and I was like, Oh, I, I saw one that really appealed to me. It was like a big skull with a crown on it. It said "Sullen," you know. And I was like, right, "I'm gonna buy that shirt." And then the guy gave me some uh, a sticker and some other things, you know, which I went back to the game and I stuck on my door, and I swore sure. that shirt sure, proudly, you know. And um, you know, a couple years later, you know, uh, my son is like really good friends with um with uh, Shifty from Crazy Town. And uh, Shifty had got an invitation from from <clears throat> uh, Jeremy to come down to Solon and, you know, get some gear, you know. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Isaiah went down there with them. And uh, when Isaiah realized that that was the ready, he was like, oh, man, dude, we want to get you to design a shirt for us, you know. And, um, <clears throat> and he goes, it'd be really cool if you can get your dad to, you know, to do something, too, you know. Mm-hmm. So then, um, so then, you know, at the time, I just, I, I, felt like I didn't, I didn't really have time to do anything. You know, I was focusing on tattooing. I didn't have time to do anything on pencil. I hadn't, you know, done any other art in so long. You know, I used to do it a lot. And uh, <clears throat> and Isaiah was, no, no, you're designing something. You know, because um, my son has his way with me <laughs> <laughs> when he wants me to do something. So we both designed a, uh, a t-shirt for Sullen and, and um, you know, through that experience, we, we developed uh, this incredible relationship with Jeremy and Ryan and the whole crew over there and Bernadette and um, I saw something special in them that they were bringing together, tattoo artists. I met so many great tattoo artists through Sullen and um, the art shows that they do and uh, and the things that they've gotten me involved with, like the Rockstar can the Energy thing, you know, and, and um, you know, um, you know, Jeremy really pushed me to to be more to to catch this vision, this new vision of art in in the tattoo world, and um, you know, I owe him a, a lot. You know, he's helped me with everything with the music and. With uh, realizing my potential and and uh, striving to be better, you know, so I, I have to give him and Ryan and Sullen and all the Sullen artists, you know, a lot of credit for uh, having a big part, you know, and uh, and what I'm doing today.
0: It's a wonderful family, uh, wonderfully art-driven a group of folks and always positive and so i appreciate that coming through uh from you as well freddie very positive and and um excited about art thank you for talking with
1: me okay Bye bye
0: this is sullen radio with joe swanson the premier art driven podcast This is Joe Swanson with Selling Radio. My guest today is tattoo artist Freddie Negretti. How are you doing, man?
1: I'm doing great, man.
0: Good. Well, I appreciate you sitting down and and talking with me, man, and and making the time. Um, I want to talk. There's there's so many things to get into with with you as far as tattooing and 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 your life and and what you have going on. One of the things that was exciting to me that when I when I spoke with Jeremy about some of the projects that you have going on is your involvement in rehabilitating youth and, um, volunteering to help keep kids off of drugs. How did that come about and talk about that a little bit?
1: Well, first of all, it it came about through my, my own experience, um, you know, throughout the years, you know, I've, I've had, uh, different runs, you know, with, uh, with drugs and alcohol, um, the the last time um, was after my youngest son uh, passed away, and I was really depressed. And I just I started I, I was really using hard. I was going hard. I nearly died, you know. And um, and then I. <clears throat> I was in uh, the county jail and I had a couple of heart attacks and and um because of the, of the withdrawals they were so bad and I, I was sick, you know, I had congestive heart. I mean I was really bad and I I decided that I wanted to make really make a change in my life and first I had to live and so I remember you know, saying a little prayer to God, asking for a little more time, because I felt like I was going to die in there in the county. Anyways, um, I made a miraculous uh, recovery. I got out, and uh, I got the opportunity to go into the uh, Re-Talk, Be'y It's It's uh, Jewish rehab. Um, you know, my mother's Jewish, so, so um, you know, they welcomed me with open arms. And uh, when I got in there, I just went all out and did every aspect of this program, the 12 steps, the therapy, you know, the spiritual part. <clears throat> and um, it really worked for me, you know. And, and I, you know, the whole place over there became like a family to me. And um, when I graduated, um, I just really wanted to give back. You know, and uh, I started volunteering there, and then my role as a volunteer got bigger. I'm also a donor there. And so anyways, um, um, so about five years ago, these uh, the whole places really have kind of changed. Like, all of a sudden, there was all these kids in there. You know, when I was in there, it was mostly older people, you know. But now, all of a sudden, there's all these kids, 18, 19, 20, and they were all heroin addicts. Hmm. And they were just running them up in there, you know? And so, you know, I talked to the rabbi and, you know, you know we had a meeting and they're like, you know what, why don't you just do a group just for the young people, you know? Mm-hmm. And and let me deal with them, you know? So, I relate well with young people, you know, and you know, I'm a tattoo artist. You know, I kind of look up to that and everything. And so it's uh, it's been really great. I've seen so many young kids. You know, I've seen their lives change. You know, I I do one-on-one counseling with them. I do my group therapies with them. You know, and uh, so it's a really important part of my life, you know mm-hmm. being associated with this. You no, know, no. Uh, it now seems
0: it seems exciting to um it, it seems exciting to and i'm sure it is for you when you're having those one-on-one um you know meetings with those kids and you actually start to see change uh in them
1: yeah that's that's the most exciting part and and you know they can start seeing change in themselves mm-hmm. you know that's a it's a long-term program it's like it's one to a year program which in my opinion you know, like you need more than a thirty day program, really. Mm-hmm. You know, thirty days is is not long enough, you know. So this I thought this program is long term and so so because it does take time and you see these people, these kids really start to change and they get excited about being sober and living their lives focused and, you know, drug free.
0: Mhm how important is it i'm how important is it to stay involved with a with a family like that you know afterwards i think like that connection that you made with them obviously made an impact in your life and you remain in that um environment i'm sure that's got to help you with the with your recovery as well and and how important is it to that that they keep you know solid people around them yeah
1: you know that, that it is it's Really important. And it is, I mean, that's the 12th step, you know, is, is mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, to give back, you know, to help other people, you know, that want to be helped. You know, we're yeah. not trying to force anybody to do anything, you know. But if a person does realize or feel that they have a problem and they want help with the problem, it is important for us to help them, you know. Yeah. And, um, and, and, you know, you do, you meet a lot of new friends who are connected with other people that are, you know, attempting to live the same lifestyle that you are and, and try to overcome the same demons that you are. So it's really important to stay connected. <clears throat> you know, as the years go by, you know, uh, certain things become easier. You know, it, um, I've seen people... You know, but you can always slip and you can always fall. You know, mm. so um, it's it is. It's really important to stay connected and and to try to live this thing out daily, you know, yeah. your life. You know, and absolutely. So people that have that have had you know years. You know, for for me, the way I look at it, we're addicts. You know, uh, I'm an addict, and and of course, not everybody is you know not everybody has that kind of disease you know but mm-hmm. if if i i can't just take a drink here and there there have a beer uh you know it's most little you know I, I go all out you know so it's important for me to mm-hmm. to just stay clean you know and uh mm-hmm. you know and that's had everything to do with um becoming a better artist because you know Enough now to to look back and see all these ups and downs in my life, you know, and 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 um, times when I'm really on it with my art, and other times when I just really didn't care, you know, because I was using, you know. But <clears throat> uh, lately, for the last eight years, you know, I just focused on my work, you know, and what I'm doing, and you know, and creative. Um, I think I, I found so much better. I really lost it. I, there for a while, when I was using it, I, I really didn't care. I just tried to do a decent tattoo and just get it done and get paid and, you know, and get high, mm-hmm. you know. But, um, it's, but now I want every tattoo to be my best, you know.
0: Yeah. And it seems that not only with, you know, in, in your recovery, but in, in tattooing, uh, you said, like in the last eight years, you've surrounded yourself with inspiring people and and people that are like minded as far as wanting to push their art. Um, you know, at, at at Shamrock Social Club and and your son Isaiah and uh, you know the sullen the sullen folks and <clears throat> um, you know Jeremy even told me that you're one of those guys that has been around since. You know the very very early on and and pioneered a lot of this stuff but you're excited about getting to know you know guys like rich Paneda and nico and carlos you know you're always trying to push that that art is that part of that kind of addictive personality uh that you want to put everything into it and what do you think is different where some of the you know the older guys who've been around a long time they're fearful. I don't know if it's fear or what it is about, you know, the new kind of stuff coming into the industry, whether it's new equipment or techniques or whatever. Um, has that always been something that you've you've tried to strive for? What's new and what's best and what works the best?
1: Um, well, you know, for a long time, uh, you know, like um, for us, you know, in the seventies, you know, we pushed the envelope. Yeah you know, uh, with uh, Ed Hardy and Jack Rudy and the same Charlie, Mark Mahoney, these and Bob Roberts, there was, we wanted to make tattooing an art form because people didn't look at it that way. They just thought of the party thing, you know, and criminals and sailors, you know, and that's the way it was. Mm -hmm. And and so um, we did everything push ourselves and to do more and, and to see that more could be done with tattooing and um and <clears throat> you know and then it's one of those things you know once you do something a, a certain way it's kind of like you know grandma taught it and I bought it kind of <laughs> you know it's like it's not easy to change you know mm-hmm. you do it the way you and um, what happened was the the face of tattooing just changed dramatically, you know. Mm-hmm. For me, I was out of the loop, you know, um uh, I went I was like fifty years old and back in prison, you know, and using, you know, and I wasn't really paying attention, you know. And um and then when I got out and actually from the rehab I, I went to a com in uh and <clears throat> And met some of these youngsters back that Well, they were youngsters at that time. <laughs> but, uh, you know, like Steve Soto, and, and Tommy Montoya, and, and Fernie, and, you know, these, these guys that were just doing these, this incredible black and gray, you know? Mm-hmm. I didn't even know about the color work that was being done, you know? But, uh, you know, it, it was inspiring for me, you know? And, and, and it didn't stop. You know? It was like, like every day, there was another great artist that was, um, you know, <clears throat> doing some incredible work, you know. And then I started seeing the color stuff, you know, with my Freeze and and um, and Nico Hurtado and and, uh, <clears throat> and Rich Vinaida and you know. So it was it was plain uh, for me to see, you know, being somebody that has been in the field for years and years. Mm-hmm it was came for me to see that something even greater was happening with tattooing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and even though I'm older, I can be a part of that <clears throat> if I'm willing to be teachable again, you know, because yeah, we, we started something new and then somebody else takes what you've learned and started and, they add to it, and then another generation comes and adds to it, and you know, so um, so if if, um, anybody's willing to be teachable and learn, you know, uh, some new techniques, um, you know, uh, be willing to try, you know, I try everything, you know, Mm -hmm. and I use a rotary for certain things, you know, Uh, I still use coils, of course, but but um, you know, <clears throat> I'm willing to try everything and right. whatever I can use to make my art better, then I'm gonna do it. And you know, and I like, you know, that's why I like going to conventions. I like, see what's going on what's new. You know, like things. You know, like the I like the skin lock stuff and the dermal wraps and
0: mm-hmm.
1: all these things. You know, it's
0: it's definitely so, a good way. Conventions are definitely a good way to. Um, keep keep a hold of the pulse of what's going on and what's out there and right and, and what's you know where the art's going where the where the vibe of the whole thing is is headed um, it seems like you've had that that from early on that teachable mindset um, talk about your relationship with with Ed Hardy and early on when when he you know he kind of as it's been explained to me kind of took you under his wing and and taught you a lot T- talk about that relationship and how important it was to where you're at, even as an artist today.
1: Well, you know that uh, that's true. And I, I remember, you know, um, Ed Ed Hardy had just bought the Time Charlie's, and um, and Jack Rudy really told him about me. You know, getting out of prison and and tattooing in my apartment, and Ed thought, told Jack, you know, let's get this guy, You know, to work there. You know, and uh, <clears throat> so. At St. Ward, I mean, uh, Jack St. and I went and um, I did a, t- a trial tattoo with a professional machine and then, you know, uh, Jack hired me and um, he showed me what I needed to know to start tattooing professional. But even that, you know, um, and and Jack was an innovator, you know, because they, they invented a single needle, you know, um... Uh, he started using the double springs to make a smoother shading. You know, he, he did a, he was, he was a whiz with the machines mm-hmm. and with the understanding, but, but, um, you know, he learned from Charlie and Charlie's knowledge was uh, somewhat limited. You know, Charlie was a hand poker that went to the pipe and, and made his way and learned over there. And then I uh, decided to open up in, in East LA, So um, but they were all fine haters, and they did a marvelous thing. But when it comes to Ed Hardy, Ed Hardy, <clears throat> uh, he had all the secrets. You know what I mean? Ed Hardy, you know, knew every cherry. And these guys had incredible secrets. You know, incredible techniques uh, of uh, machines and colors, and where to get this and where to get that because. You know, back then, at a a normal tattoo shop, you were lucky if you had yellow. I mean, you know, you had green you had red. And then brown got kind of popular. And then if you had yellow, you were doing really good, you know. So, yeah, maybe three, four or five colors, you know. Mm -hmm. But, but, you know, Ed Hardy had every spectrum of color and rainbow, you know. Yeah, he was
0: pushing it. it. I mean, he was pushing it back then, too. I remember you know, even when he put out those Tattoo Time magazines, looking at some of that work in there and just being blown away like, holy shit, how does he do that? You know, how how is that even possible to do that with a tattoo machine? And that was me as a, you know, 20, even just 20 years ago as a, as a beginning tattooer. But it had to have been pretty wild for you coming out of prison, having just that experience, maybe with, with that kind of genre of tattooing and now being opened up to this, this whole other, you know, side of the, of the
1: craft. Oh, right. The, um, with Ed Hardy, you know, I, I remember, uh, first meeting him like, Jack told me, okay, Ed Hardy's gonna come down and, 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 uh, he wants to meet you. And I, I, I remember asking Jack, how you know, uh, Ed's work and he's going just color, you know, like Jack really did not like color at all, you know? <laughs> but So when Ed Hardy came down and, uh, and, you know, it's just some of my work, Fred. You know, it was a, really an honor to meet him. He was such a cool guy with me. But I started looking at all these back pieces and ribcage pieces and big Japanese stuff and his mixing of black and gray and color. And just, I, I was just so blown away. I had no idea that there was somebody who was doing work at this scale. And right then, I just I had my arm around him. I like, Ed? <laughs> You know, we're gonna be good friends. You know? <laughs> but I remember asking him, you know, you know what, I really wanna learn more. I really wanna do more. And um and I think because I was willing to learn and um you know, to be teachable, then he he really went all out and took me out to San Francisco and like, let me tattoo at his realistic place, show me all kinds of things, you know, so what was your
0: time like uh tattooing in san francisco being under kind of that um in, in that in that position to learn what was the experience different how, how different was that than tattooing in la um at, you know at tattoo land
1: yeah that's funny i think, i think for anybody who, uh you know tattooing at uh, in a street shop because i mean that's all there was you know it was a uh, street shop tattoo street shops and Ed Hardy's shop, uh, Realistic, um, was probably the first, you know, appointment-only uh, doctor's office-style tattoo shop. So, mm-hmm. and it was incredible, you know, and it was a beautiful place. But, I mean, it wasn't even on the street. It was up, you know, you had to go up uh, an elevator. And then you go in and you had this little room and everything was, you know, uh, it was like a reception kind of center uh, or office. You know, um, and it was all done up beautifully Japanese style, beautiful artwork hanging on the walls. And, and then, <clears throat> and he had big picture books of tattoos that he had done. Everything was done custom there. And then, you know, uh, the inside was like, uh, when you went into the work areas, it was, um, kind of like a dentist station, you know? So yes, yeah, so it was a very different experience and, and, um, uh, and it was uh, just a joy to be working there. You know, I remember I, I tattooed him and his wife, and he set he set up a uh, a lot of jobs for me to do, and I got a closer look at some of the tattoos that people had never even seen. I mean, we've seen the stuff that he's published here and there,
0: uh-huh.
1: but I mean. Back then, he had already done like, uh, like three hundred back pieces. Can you imagine that? Holy shit! And <clears throat> and I was meeting some of these people firsthand that would never be published. but um, That just had the most incredible work. I remember, you know, this one uh, guy; his whole body was covered, and just on the inside of his leg, he had a. Dragon frozen in a sheet of ice. Uh, on the other side of his leg, he had a a dragon flowing in and out of a waterfall. Uh, on the other side of his leg, he had a dragon going in and out of flames. It was just the work was just uh, incredible, and and uh, was covering his whole body. You know, he's like, you know, I checked this out and got some vintage took off all his clothes. Which I was, you know, like, oh, well. <laughs> and then, you know, he just, just, had, just took all this and put it I know so many people, and so many of them were professional people in San Francisco, people that you would never even guess had a tattoo, you know? Mm-hmm. And it would be covered from head to toe, you know? So, wow, was, man. Quite the experience.
0: Yeah, absolutely. What, what do you think? Um... You know, aside from the technical aspects, what do you think were the qualities that you saw in Ed that that um, you still still kind of hold true with um, in, in your own business and work and life?
1: Um, so number one, he was he was smart. He was very smart, and he was very educated. And uh, his approach to tattooing was pro- professional. And he had a strong consideration for the person that was getting tattooed. You know, uh, he, he was tough. I'm not going to put up with anybody's baloney, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But his, his work ethic as far as, okay, get in there, get the tattoo done, limit the breaks, you know, because it gets sore. You know, um, when you're working on a tattoo or hard on it, and get it done. You know, Um uh, you know you can it with the person but you know because we're artists and of course an artist always wants to do what they want to do you know but, but we're also tattoo artists and so we're working on a lot of can- canvas and you know there are a lot of people that are just happy with, with you know happy to have you work on them and willing to let you do whatever you want but the majority of the people have, have input, you know, want to have input on what they're getting, you know, and, um, you know, somebody, uh, just working on this back piece and this guy asked me if I would go over a, a rip piece, you know, and, um, uh, that another artist did and, um, you know, he told me his, his experience and kind of a nightmare and a tattoo is. Was uh, ugly. you know, it was it just was a bad, a bad design? It was executed, okay? Whatever. But you know, uh, and maybe he caught the artist on a bad day or something. But the way you thought about it was that everything he said, the artist would shut him down and say, "Nah, that's not now. No, we're doing it like this." You know. So, you know, <clears throat> uh, when a person has a good experience. You know, with their tattoos, they remember the pain less. You know? <laughs> right. You know, it's like, um, they came in, you know, and most people get smaller tattoos. You know, Everybody's getting their baths, their ribs, and their chest, and everything covered. You know, if you work in a street shop, most of the tattoos you're going to do are going to be moderately sized. So, you know, you want that person to have a good experience. Mm-hmm. Um... Want to be deep, open uh, to what they want to, to Try to discover what it is that they're thinking about, you know, and try to make it happen. Mm-hmm. You know, and they'll be back for more.
0: Yeah, they they do come back for more if you give them that experience. You've had a a, a pretty good opportunity. And did you think, man? Did you think it was going to get to the point in your career where you're tattooing celebrities and and and, and folks like that that? Um, that are coming to you specifically, uh, for, for your type of work and, um, talk about some of those experiences. I know you've tattooed EZE and, and some other folks. Uh, what, what, what are those experiences like collaborating with, with those type of folks? I'm not so, I'm not, I'm not, so impressed with all
1: that. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, at, at one point you want to, you, know, you should uh you know a little bit of pride because you're doing celebrities and stuff but and um and and some of them are cool and some of them aren't you know and um uh and i think i'm, I'm more comfortable just tattooing somebody that that wants to get a good tattoo i don't care if it's or not, right. you know what I mean? Right. It's it's hard to it's hard to explain. You know, I've had some good times with them. You know, um, you know, for, of course, for years. You know, uh, I was uh, like the only tattoo artist that um, that the union was let go on a movie set to be a working TA, uh, like a working technical advisor. You know, and I, I back in the day, I worked on like thirty some features. You know, including all the blade trilogy, and In, Blood Out, and Connor. You know, uh-huh. a, a lot of features. You know, and um,
0: what do you, what were you do? What would you do on those uh, those features? Consult about the the style of tattooing, or, or what were what was your?
1: Well, <clears throat> um, you know, it, it was at a time when uh, tattooing was making one of those leaps in popularity kind of put in, like, uh, you know, in tattoos. you know, like from this time to this time tattooing got really popular or got more popular here or whatever. But, um, you know, I remember there was, uh, you would hardly see any tattooing in the media other than uh, uh, MTV and and whatnot, you know, because uh, musicians were going all out and MTV was huge. And these music videos, and people were seeing their favorite rock stars covered with tattoos. And as more and more people in society were being seen with tattoos, then of course the movie industry and television is like, well, we need to, you know, incorporate more tattooing in, in um in, in the stories that we're portraying, you know. So and um <clears throat> at the time, uh, uh, Freddie Blau, uh, was the one that invented a temporary tattoo process uh, as a makeup um, on that movie called The Illustrated Man, which is an old movie. I don't know if you ever heard of it. Yeah,
0: Ray Bradbury wrote the book,
1: right? Exactly, and uh, and Freddie Bell, you know, made those tattoos on that. And then his next movie with uh, large scale tattooing was uh, was this movie called Tattoo with. Uh, Bruce Stern and Matt Adam, where he was a tattoo artist and he was crazed and he kidnaps this girl. You know the movie? <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I think I've, yeah, I think I've seen that. Parts of it, you know, and, and have been familiar with it. Doesn't he tattoo really like movie, a big, I remember? He tattoos like a big dragon or something or like keeps her in captivity
1: and tattoos on one, right? her. Yeah, and at the end of the movie, she actually kills and stabs him with the tattoo. The tattoo <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Yeah, I remember at the time, you know, Ed already hated that movie, you uh, know, uh, because I remember when it got released at the theaters, and he had us boycott it, you know, because he <laughs> thought that it so they, oh, they, was putting tattoos in a bad light, uh, you know, it, yeah. it made the tattooer like some crazy, you know, maniac. But... uh. And what year was so, that? Uh, but it, what what year did that movie uh, come out? That was out? in that... I think, I think that might have been 1978, Dude, so...
0: Man, this, this whole TV show boycotting this and that and being all bummed out about media it has been going on since the 70s, right? I mean, you know, you have everybody complaining. Yeah, oh, I A lot of people complaining about television shows now, and it's been... I mean, that that same sentiment, sentiment has been going on since back then, you know? So it's nothing new, I guess.
1: Right. There's nothing new, and... And, and uh, of course, back then, here we were trying to, you know, and already <clears throat> had uh, great connections with the press and what have you. And, um, you know, we were trying to get the word out that tattooing is an art form, you know, and and then they came out with this movie. But anyways, so my friend Freddie Blau, actually, that was the second huge feature that he used his process on. And he didn't, and then he did it a couple, you know, Small things here and there, but it wasn't until Blood In Blood update, you know, uh, got the opportunity to do another large-scale feature with many tattoos, mm-hmm. and that's where him and I met, and and we became partners. I, I I um, by trade I was a printer, you know, silk screen printer, and that was partly what, uh, partly the, one of the methods that he was using was to silk. Let him blood out. Ladder, who's important, and who's you really see the capitalist social ladder in the movie industry because when you know so you know on the set so you have the stars and they're like gods everybody sucks their asses <laughs> <laughs> and and then you know then then you have uh, the lesser known. they're trying to get everyone to suck their asses yeah they're the ones that really had the worst attitude you know it's like i'm almost there but i'm not quite there but i can be an asshole because you know right uh, i'm not sure you know the ones that are the really big stars i remember were you know uh working with and producers and stuff and we worked worked with some good directors like Down to the extras for the lowest people on the totem pole can't <laughs> even eat the same food as us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Holy so, shit.
1: So, you know, and I, and, you know, I was in Blood and Blood Out, and I had my acting card and stuff. And so I remember Danny Trejo got me the same, uh, you know, hooked me up with his, his, uh, his agent, you know? Uh-huh. And, and so, um, and now I was in the union and I wanted to do some of the acting stuff. And <clears throat> so, um, but at Tennessee would always end up <laughs> at the same readings as me. Like I show up and go, hey, well, what's that? He'd always get the part. But right. He was, he was better than me and he had more experience and stuff. But uh, the parts that I did get, <clears throat> I would show up as a day player, you know? And uh, daycare was just a little higher than extra. <laughs> you know, you were just, <laughs> just there for the day. And, uh, and you know, um, nobody already even talked to you, you know. And it's just, so you just did your little role and then you were gone, you know. Yeah. But when I went on as a tattoo artist, I got the red carpet treatment, you know. <laughs> Because then you had from producers who artists tattoo artist here. Hey, come like, on, oh, you know. And i do temporary tattoos on the directors. And, you know, we'd have fun with it. And, uh, and I felt like I got way more respect as a tattoo artist than a day player. And so, you know, I didn't want to read for parts anymore. I just wanted to go on movies and, and do these temporary tattoos with, uh, with Freddie Blau. And we had a lot of fun doing it.
0: That sounds great. You know, it's, it speaks to the idea that as an artist, you got to diversify, you know, it's, and, and it, that's been going on since, since day one, you know, um, and it's true today. You can't just sit around in, in the shop anymore and wait for tattoos to walk in. You got to be, you know, selling prints or you got to be, um, you know, looking for something else that's, that's creative or, or doing your own thing. And man, today is the day to do that. You know, you have so much, there's so much opportunity with the internet and, and the way that you can connect with people, you can crowdfund for projects, you can do all this cool shit. Um, you just have to do it. You know, you can't be, can't be lazy and sit on your ass and, and not get it done. And that's something that, um, you know, it seems like you stay active in a, in a lot of different things and, um, you know, you have a you have an art show coming up in September. Talk about how talk about that art show and how that came about. Um, getting your hand involved in in curating as well.
1: Well, um, you know, uh, so I I do tattoo a lot. So um, I wish I had more time to uh, you know to do other art projects. But I have been making a little bit of time here and there with uh, some of my pencil drawings. I could see myself um you know, um painting. I learned how in college I I took paint auto painting because I think if I had applied myself I think I could do it, you know. Um I'd have a lot to learn of course. But anyways, um so I went to Chaz's show and uh it was at uh Plaza de la Rosa. In Lincoln Park in East LA, and and um, you know I used to run around the, that area when I was a young gang member. It was a really bad area. Lincoln Park was this rundown, you know, uh, ghetto park, you know. And um, anyways, I went to this show, and I saw what they did with that Plaza de la Raza where it was all remodeled, and and um and there was. You know, it was an honor to meet him and, and uh, there was a, a lot of artists, you know, uh, in the Chicano community, you know, um, people involved with music, art, painting, and I was sort of surprised also to see that there were tattoo artists there that had art in that show. I mean, art that were not in that show, but were there appreciating the art on the walls. Mm-hmm. And um, anyways, <clears throat> so... I met this uh, artist, this uh, uh, pencil artist named Antonio Medeo, and, um, and he was really interested in the whole tattoo uh, scene and the fact that some uh, some tattoo artists that he had seen were the best oil painters that he had ever seen. And he was just amazed that, you know, tattoo a tattoo artist would be so good at painting and drawing, you mm-hmm. know? And, uh, we had a great conversation. So then he does his own shows. He's, he's uh head of a department, uh, an art department for Disney, you know, and, um, you know, so he's a great illustrator. And, and so, but he's also <clears throat> a fine artist and he was doing these shows. So he invited me to do this, this show, uh, called El Colorio. and when he does an art show he wants to do more than just an art show he wants to do everything artistic show you know so Mm -hmm. he has food there he has live bands there music he has people doing uh you know um uh art on the spot you know like chalk drawings on the floor or, or you know there's all these things going on, people, you know, selling their, their craft, you know, there's arts and crafts and, and then there's, you know, of course, the, uh, a dance floor with a DJ doing his thing, you know, and so it's, this show is just incredible and I was, I was so happy to have a part, you know, mm-hmm. to be in it, you know, because it's so recognized with the Chicano community, the, the Alvadorio and each year it got better and better, you know. So then, um, he just did his, this new show called La Booyah. I don't know if you heard of it, mm-hmm. but it was uh, in, um, artwork having to do with the you know the the luchadors, the Mexican wrestlers. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he did his new art show called La Booyah with the uh, Mexican wrestlers, and and he actually had wrestling there and uh live music, the same thing like Evolorio, And so and he's got a lot of tattoo artists to enter into to this one, you know. Uh I mean uh um uh, I mean he, he got me to do it. He got Steve Soto in there, he's got Chui Quintana. he's got uh, uh Antonio, you know, he got some and and much more. You got some guys, right. Louis, Louis Perez. So he was really excited about getting a lot of tattoo artists involved in this show. Well, anyways, to make a long story short, and I'm sorry for bad on, <clears throat> he called me about doing a new show that he was interested in <clears throat> because he's so impressed with the art of tattoo artists. Hmm. He wanted to do a show of just tattoo artists. And we called it tapuaje. Um and with a little focus on, you know, some of the Chicano artists that are painters, you know, like Nico Hurtado, mm-hmm. Carlos Torres, and you know, um, uh, Alan Padilla and Chuy Quintanar, and you know, the list goes on. Mm-hmm. But it's not exclusive to Chicano. That you know, I don't want. We're going to do the same thing. We're going to do a show, with some live demonstrations with a dance floor. We're going to get some uh, talk to artists that are also musicians to have their bands play there. Mm-hmm. There's going to be good food and uh, great art. And it's going to be a big party.
0: When, when is this it's taking really place? It's going a
1: fun time. So it, that's uh, September 12th at Plaza de la Raza in, um, in Lincoln Park. And, uh, some of the artists that I have already uh, I have Carlos Torres, uh, Alan Padilla, um, uh, uh, Chuy Quintana, Franco, Steve Soto. Um, there's a lot more, uh-huh. uh, you know, Johnny Quintana, Johnny Quintana. Yeah,
0: a who's, um, a who's who of the, the heavy dancers. hitters. <laughs>
1: uh, well, right now everybody's in Australia. Uh, Carlos Torres, you know, um, he already committed, mm-hmm. but he's, he's, uh, he's excited about it and he's bringing it up to everybody that's in Australia and Nico Ortado. I want to get uh, Jimmy Sheen and, uh, you know, uh, Nico's brother, Matt, mm-hmm. and, you know, get all these guys.
0: It's so, exciting.
1: And I think that's uh, I, I think there's already some excited about it. Jeremy Hanna from from, um, from Solen, my best friend and the one that's really helped me with my career is also helping me to get people on board and, and they're going to sponsor. So it's gonna, it's gonna be a, a good thing and it, I don't know if anybody hears this any artist that would like to be a part of it, then you can uh, email me. At fredinandgreddy19gmail.com or DM me on on Instagram. But you know, if um, if you if you want to uh, have, we're gonna get about we want about fifty artists in it. So it's amazing. They want to be a part of the show can contact.
0: Yeah, it sounds it sounds fun to to include not just uh not just the art, but Involve creative aspects of, you know, uh, other artistic things involved in the show too. That's a that's a cool concept. I think that um, it's exciting to have other people around that are that are creative, and you can learn and you can, you know, build off of that that excitement. You know,
1: yeah. There's there's uh, ABC. You know, uh, has covered El Valorio and the so I mean, you can go to YouTube. Uh, look under La Buya L-A-B-U-L-L-A, and, um, and there's some uh, really good, you know, like, uh, uh, trailers of just the whole event, everything that's going on and all the fun that people are having, the art, the music, you know, the food, you know. At La Booyah we had, there was uh, actually, you know, there the was wrestling going on, too, so that was fun. Cool. I've
0: had a wrestling going on, so. Well, it sounds? Ex- it sounds exciting. September twelfth, uh, uh, Plaza de la Raza. Um, check it out. You know it's it seems seems like a seems like a fun show, and I'm excited for that for you, Freddie. Um, before we go, I want to talk about one more aspect of your career, and that's having your son Isaiah um, next to you every day tattooing. Um, you've just done your first collaboration tattoo with him on, uh, on Jeremy's back. Uh, what's it like to have him tattooing alongside of you and, and uh, in his own right being such a great artist?
1: You know, it, it is, it's it's a great honor, you know. Um, um, you know, to have my son with me, when I have my own tattoo shop, uh, I started tattooing like really early. And um and then we w- we went to Hawaii together. We worked at Tattoo Mania together, and we almost had the same kind of you know journey. I mean, of course, uh, when my other son died, and his brother, uh, we both hit you know rock bottom. And um, um he has his father, you know, when I came to realize that I I wanted to change. Uh, part of it was I wanted to change for him. I, my son died, but I still had. My son, that was alive, and I, I didn't want to be a bad example. I wanted to be a good example, and um, so we both started getting together, getting excited about, you know, all the new work that was being done, and we started, you know, focusing and um, and and doing everything to improve what we were doing, you know. I and I really love his work and his own style, his own unique style that that he created. Um, you know, um, it's beautiful and people love it and he has a lot of customers and it's just uh, good to work with him, mm-hmm. you know, and um, uh, I feel better. I mean, I'm not going to be around forever, but I I feel good that I've been able to, to just just uh, show him that I can change my life and and that uh, uh, <coughs> you know, that I can be a good example mm-hmm. of how to, live, you know. So, which here he is. Um, Say hello, boo. Hello, <laughs> on the video. <laughs> we're recording. <laughs> he just woke up. Uh, I love All it. Right, we're also roommate. <laughs> I love it, man.
0: I love it so. Uh, well, that's Freddie, man. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been a pleasure talking to you. I've been excited about getting a chance to sit down with you. Um, since shit, man, a year ago at Ink and Iron, when I when I first met you and and uh, did some shows uh, in collaboration with Sullen, and it's just been a fucking pleasure, man, talking with you finally and and getting you on the show. So thank you so much, and and I wish you all the luck with with uh, your tattooing okay, and one, your other projects.
1: Oh yeah, one more thing, I might as well say, you know, um, you know, I uh, also do music. And I'm on uh, the Solon label. And um, uh, the name of my group is uh, 415G. Uh, you can download our album from that to this off of iTunes. And we have a new CD coming out this summer. So I just want to throw that out there.
0: Absolutely. I know
1: there's so much. We've talked about so much stuff. You know, I, <laughs> I guess I'm so old. We, there's so much stuff that's ground to cover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man.
0: You know what? Like I said in the beginning, you know, there's so much there's so much interesting stuff, not only with your, with your tattooing career, but with art and your other experiences, Um, you know, ground, you know, groundbreaking experiences, working on movies and different things. And it's, you know, it's exciting to see. um, It was about a year ago that you dropped that album um, and and you had it available in ink and iron. You were signing. That's when I picked it up and and listened to it. Um, How was that experience for you being in the studio? Is it is it uh, creative like it is with tattooing, or is it a different vibe that, and that's why you like it?
1: No, no, sure, it's, it's art. It's, it's art and uh, it's creative, and, and you know, I've been doing it for so long with the, with my the same producer. Uh, we started uh, making tunes together in nineteen ninety, you know, and um, <clears throat> you know, I'm not. I just I just like going in the studio and doing it. I enjoy doing it. And uh, with uh, the way music is today and the way you can distribute your own stuff, you know. And so if anybody wants to listen to it, they can download it and listen to it. Right on, man. And well, um, if not, don't. <laughs> <But> <laughs> right. I am seriously thinking about some uh, live shows and things like that. We'll see how this year goes.
0: Very cool. Very cool. Well, it's exciting, man. Anytime you want to come back on and promote something, um, you're, you're more welcome to come on the show and and, and do that. Uh, where can people get a hold of you if they want to get tattooed by you? What's the best way to to track you down and, and set something up?
1: Well, uh, I work at Shamrock Tattoo. And, um, you know, uh, I have somebody that goes to my appointment. It's, uh, his name is Wes and also our Cody. And you just call Shamrock Tattoo, 310-271-9664. And, um, you know... Um, or if you want to email me and you you want to show me your design or ask me questions, just email me at, at freddynagretty19 at gmail.com. And, um, you know, I, I'm not booked for 10 years in advance. You know, I, I have openings in a few months, you know, so mm-hmm. it's not that bad.
0: No, not bad at all. Uh, I would suggest anybody that that is interested, you know, Definitely reach out to Freddie. Go get tattooed. Um, that's a wonderful shop over there. Shamrock Social Club is a is a cool ass shop too. Um, great great vibe. When I've been in there, uh, I, I've been in there like once or twice, and really cool, really cool shop. So I think you'd have fun. You're gonna get a, a great piece um, from a legend. So uh, check him out. And thank you for listening to the show, everybody. I, I appreciate it. Freddie, thanks for coming on.
1: Okay. All
0: right. Bye-bye. Well, that was a really fun show for me. I had a good time talking with Freddie. Again, thank you. I appreciate your time, Freddie, and it was wonderful talking with you. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you're interested, you can find me on Instagram at OG Joe swanson. You can also check out my tattoo work there and hit me up if you'd like to get tattooed by me. Uh, remember to use the promo code sullenradio at inkies.com and receive a free Inky sample kit with your next order. Please also go check out flies.com for great eyewear and kingpintattoosupply.com for any of your tattoo supply needs. Thank you to my sponsors and thank you for everyone who listens to the show. Keep hustling, everybody.